Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for July 10th is Isaiah chapters 5 through 8. Chapter 5 begins with a, an allegory or a story to make a point, maybe a parable, where God is saying, I created this beautiful vineyard. And I had such high expectations for the vineyard, but it's only producing bad grapes. And then he appeals to the residents of Jerusalem and says, what would you do in my position? And maybe this is the basis for those movies, the, you know, the Bruce Almighty, the Evan Almighty movies, if you saw those. What would you do if you were God? If you created this world and everything in it, the beauty that nature beholds, the wonderful different people groups and all of the qualities of the human being, the way our minds work, the ability to create and dream up wonderful fantasies, all that God has put in us and yet we have forsaken him again and again and again what would you do if you were God of course the best answer would be I'd do exactly what God is doing because he's the only one who really understands and he's the only one who's not at fault for anything Certainly he knows better than I do. Later on in verse 9, I heard Yahweh of hosts or Yahweh of armies say, Indeed, many houses will become desolate, grand and lovely ones without inhabitants. A ten-acre vineyard will yield only six gallons of wine. Ten bushels of seed will yield only one bushel of grain. It doesn't matter how many houses you have or how many fields you have or how incredibly strong or such a good farmer you are. It doesn't matter. When God puts his foot down, you will have no success. And then there's continued warnings about those who are unrepentant, those who refuse to humble themselves before the mighty God. Verse 18, Woe to those who drag iniquity with cords of deceit and pull sin along with cart ropes. Do you see that? Picture in your mind of somebody dragging iniquity which is willful sinfulness with cords or ropes, chains of deceit with dishonesty, pulling sin along with cart ropes, like putting it on a display. I get the picture of a parade down main street in small town America where on display is not Miss Teen of the county or the city. 
It's not the homecoming queen. It's sin and wickedness. And I don't care what you say is right, God. I'm doing what I like. And here, everybody, look at it. Woe to those, God says. Chapter 6 is famous for Isaiah entering the throne room of the Most High God. I cannot even imagine what Isaiah was feeling. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne, and his robe filled the temple. Actually, that word there, it's often translated the hem of his robe. If you look at the Hebrew, it really says the hem of the Lord. Like he fills the temple. It's not it's not just his clothing that fills the temple. It's him. The hem of the Lord filled the temple. Seraphim were standing above him. They each had six wings. With two, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. And they called to one another, Holy, holy, holy is Yahweh of armies. His glory fills the whole earth. The foundations of the doorways shook at the sound of their voices, and the temple was filled with smoke. What is a seraph? What are the seraphim? Early on in my Christian days, I would have taught and said that there are two kinds of angels, that there are seraphim or seraphs and cherubim or cherubs. And now I've awakened a little bit to the fact that nowhere in the Bible does it say that a seraph is an angel. Nowhere does it say that a cherub is an angel. And so what is a seraph? We don't really know. It's a heavenly being of some kind. Interesting, interestingly, that word seraph in the Hebrew is often translated, most often translated, serpent. Not just any kind of serpent, a fiery serpent. So maybe a, a poisonous snake. And that's why the word fiery, maybe it's because of the color of the snake. Maybe it's a copper, orange, yellow color, red color snake. But there's a serpent with six wings, and there's more than one of them because it's seraphim. The I-M means plural. The seraphim are serpents with six wings around the throne of God in his temple, crying out, Holy, holy, holy is Yahweh, God of hosts or God of armies. Isn't that interesting? In case you're wondering, it's not the same word serpent used to describe the devil in Genesis chapter 2 when he draws Eve and then Adam away, causes them to sin or entices them to sin. 
The foundations of the doorways shook at the sound of the voices of the seraphim, the winged serpents, as they praised and worshipped God, declaring his holiness out loud. And then Isaiah, seeing this, taking it all in, says, Woe is me, I am ruined, or I am undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and live among a people of unclean lips. And because my eyes have seen the King, Yahweh, of armies. Then one of the seraphim, one of these six-winged creatures, flew to him with a glowing coal taken from the fire and touched his mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, Isaiah, your iniquity is removed and your sin is atoned for. Once again, a picture of the burning coal to burn off the impurity. Isaiah drew attention to his, his to himself. I am a man of unclean lips. I get the impression that the holiness of the moment of the scene and the power of their voices and the purity. It must have been so pure because Isaiah reacted vocally. He didn't say, I have an unclean heart. He didn't say, I have an unclean mind. He didn't say, I'm a wicked sinner. He said, I have unclean lips. I'm a man of unclean lips. But by the power of God, he was made clean My friends, we are about out of time for today. Please check out our Facebook group, The Bible in Order, link in the show notes. And we're working on our website, thebibleinorder.com. Love you guys. Bless you guys. See you tomorrow.